0: Welcome, welcome, come on in, come on into the building. Again, sorry I was not here. (laughs) Yes, here I am. I'm telling y'all, as of... Day before yesterday, I had already put in my 40 hours for the week, so um, if that gives you any indication of how my week has been going, so today was another busy day, Um, but hey, you know, thank God for the blessings, Um, you know, sometimes we want to complain about overtime, but then when it's not readily available, we're like, man, I need some overtime, you know, so I'm not going to complain about it, I'm just going to say, thank God I do have a job to work extra hours on. Thank you guys for the shares, if it's your first time joining me, hey, Welcome aboard the Tornado Express. Um, I go by the name of Tornado. I come in to educate and inform from a faith-based perspective to help encourage healing of the mind, body, and spirit that may have been damaged from abuse. If you're not familiar with my story, go back and check out some of the replays and uh, get to know me a little bit. May, if you're new, put your name in there because I like to get to know everybody. For those of you that are always with me, I missed y'all. I really, really did. And there was no way I was going to miss tonight. Mm-mm. Just not having. So let me go ahead and step out of these shoes here. Be quiet, male, because she say I get about an inch shorter every time I step out of them. But anyway, so tonight we're going to be talking about is it time to call in an arborist? You know, sometimes Our spiritual life, it needs a little boost. And you might be saying, an arborist, what in the world is that? But you guys know me, I always put my tornado spin on it because everybody receives from everybody differently. So I like to put a little different spin on it instead of just giving it to you straight through, right? So we're calling this. Is it time to call in an arborist for your spiritual life? How's your trunk? You know how they say, uh, what's the saying that they say? junk in your trunk. Well, it's, well. I guess you could relate it to that because depending uh, I could even tie that into this lesson. Hey, Mama Moses, glad to see you. But um, let's open this up with a quick prayer here. Father, I pray for the words that will be sown into our, uh, our hearts today. Watch over them, protect them. May they take root and produce wonderful things to glorify your name, Father God, things of beauty and great blessings to many. The grass withers and its flower fades away, but the word of our Lord endures forever. All right, Let's get into this. All right. For those of you that like to follow along um, and keep up with the scriptures, I go, we're going to, I'm going to base this out of Matthew 23 and I'm going to start with 25 and 28. And I'm going to wrap this up with one of my favorite passages over in Luke 15. So if you want a uh, dog ear bookmark or however you mark, as you guys can see, I got footnotes and um, receipts and everything marking throughout the Bible because I'm always, you know, always in it, always going through it. So I like to have a tab so I can readily flip. But so we're going to start with Matthew 23, um, 25 through 28. Let's go through this real quick. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also." Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautifully outward, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you... Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Now that's some powerful words coming out of the book, some powerful, powerful words. And so you're probably saying, Now, how is this she she gonna tie this in with an arborist? What in the world does this have to do with trees? Well, let's talk about this thing, right? So, my question I posed tonight, is it time to call in an arborist? How's your trunk? So Around in the front of the complex, there was a big, big, beautiful tree, really pretty. It was still flowering, the branches, everything was green. Nothing, it looked like there was nothing wrong with it. So then I, I pull in one day, and I see the guys out there. They have the chainsaws, you know, they're pulling, and I'm like, what are they doing? With the, what's wrong with the tree? Now, come to find out, as beautiful as this tree was on the outside, still flowering, giving shade to two different um apartment buildings up in the very front, you know, beautiful little white flowers still coming on it. This tree was dead in the inside. There was nothing supporting it from the ground up through over more than the middle of this tree. But looking at it, it looked like it was perfectly fine. So then, as I'm reading through that, that came to mind as I'm reading through Matthew 23 today, because you guys know I always say, "God, tell me, what do you want me to talk about today? Um, what do the people need to hear? Give me the word that you feel that you. What do you want me to deliver?" And so, of course, you know, I'm, trees, and I'm like, trees. So then I'm thinking, I don't know how you want me to tie this one in. But hey, as always, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get the job done for him, just like he asked, right? So if we look at Matthew 23, how it talks about, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of extortion and self-indulgent. First cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be also clean. Now, just with that tree, the outside looked great, but the inside of it was rotten, jumped out, and just downright, it was no good. They had to completely take out all of the tree. So, me, doing a little tornado research here, I did a little research on arborists. That's what they're called, the people that have to come in, and you have having to evaluate the trees to see if they can be saved, if they can be treated, what's going on with them, right? So, I find this little passage here, and I said, hmm, this is really interesting. Unseen killers can attack mighty oak trees from the inside out. Now, relate this to life situations that we've gone through, uh, that, uh, that you've been through, that you may be going through now. Even though I'm reading about trees, let's relate this to life, tornado style, right? Come on with me now. Unseen killers can attack mighty oak trees from the inside out. When fungus causes a disease to spread inside an oak, the center of the trunk and branches can decay. As the rot progresses, it creates hollow pockets that prevent the oak's ability to move water and nutrients, which effectively starves that tree. Fungal disease that promote decay inside oak trees are collectively called sap or heart rots. Ooh wee, heart rots. Mm-mm-mm. Because of the damage they cause to the sapwood and the heartwood. In addition, it disrupts the flow of the water and the nutrients. Now, thinking about that in the perspective of what we go through sometimes spiritually. Everything looks great on the outside. We're smiling. How are you, sister? Oh, I am blessed and highly favored. Mm hmm. The grace of the Lord is upon me today. How are you doing? You know, we just doing it good. We quoting the scripture. We're going to church. You know, we we uh, mentoring and talking with a few people. But on the inside, it's not quite right. You know, it's like those dishes. You know, he told the Pharisees, you know, cleanse the inside of the cup and dish. It's like the tombstones, the whitewashed pretty tombstones that he talked about. But he said on the inside is full of men's dead bones and all uncleanless. Now that's deep right there. And relating this to the same way. We look at a beautiful tree. We see somebody that's a, you know, is there walking? Oh, that's a beautiful Christian. Oh, that's a beautiful woman of God right there. Mm-hmm. That man of God, he is just clean. oh we he is clean, clean from the inside out. But little, hey, sister-in-law, but little do we know. What's festering on the inside the same way all the trees that we passed, And that's why when I found this background here with the trees and the waterfall, I'm like, perfect. I'm like, God, you always work. I didn't even have to search. I put in what I was looking for in my archive and bam, it came right up. And I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's look at this. How does the fungus and rot start? In relation to us, we, well, okay, now with the trees, wounds from mowers mowers, or pruning tools create portals through which a fungus may invade a tree, which can start the, you know, unless the fungus get in and the rot starts. Now with us, the wounds of life that we take rape, physical abuse, abandonment, divorce, um, you know, grief, poverty, all of the things that life throws at us that slowly takes little nicks out of us, right? And, and if we don't tend these things, if we don't prune and go in and, and work on the healing, work on cleaning that out, it turns to a rot on the inside, even though on the outside we're walking around into the average human They like, oh wait, that's just so. mm, That is a true woman. She is just perfect. That is a true woman of God, right there. There is nothing unholy or unclean about her. But my, 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 little. Do the people know? So we have to go in and make sure we're working on those wounds because life's going to continue to throw at us. You know, and a lot of people they feel like, okay, I'm I'm saved now. Um, you know, I'm in the church, I'm in the Word. There's going to be no more problems. If somebody told you that, you need to go back and be like, show me where it said that in the Word, because it don't say that nowhere in there. Look at everything that Paul, Timothy. Um, Joshua, uh, Daniel, everybody continued to go through. So we're always going to go through things, but it's about how we prune and deal with them to keep from rotting spiritually on the inside. Amen. And then there's the great thing of early prevention. It says here, shaping young trees while they're still small by properly pruning them reduces the need to prune large limbs from older trees, which opens large wounds. Now looking at this from two points that I want to be sure and put in. With small children, when they come and say um, they've been through something, something's happened to them, or you may see them going off on a wayward path, that's the time to get in and start pruning and start working on it, cleaning that situation up, doing whatever you can do, not waiting, as it says here, until you have to take off large chunks, until you turn into adult, then we know when we start pulling back those dead branches and pulling them off, it opens up the wounds, the things that a lot of us, were like, I, you know what, I just don't want to deal with that, so um, speaking to those, you know, that have small kids, when there's things going on, now is the time to start pruning, now is the time to start raising them up in the way, because the way they say um, they'll always return to it, now is the time to start working on that, so as adults, they hopefully won't have to experience some of those large gaping wounds that some of us are trying to heal and prune and clean up now. Amen. So the sooner you get to those things, the better, the sooner, the better. But then as adults, the way, you know, I discussed in my book, how I said I had to put on my Gideon boots and go back through that valley, that valley of dry, deserted bones and said, Lord and Lord knows I didn't want to do it, but it was required in order to get to where I am now in order to fully be in my flow in order to fully walk in my purpose and my calling and be able to do, um, what I was born to do, and more so to understand why I had to go through all of that. So I had to really go backwards and work my way back forwards and deal with all those wounds and patch them up and say, okay, now let's move on to the next one. Let's move on to the next one. And and of course, it's not an easy thing going back through that. But the great thing about it is when you said, okay, I know I'm walking with the Father. I am not alone. How our lesson, I believe it was on Monday. Um, The Lord God is always with us we don't have to worry about that as taunting as it may be emotionally um physically draining dealing with those things but as we know life is too short to sit in harbor and not work on healing those things because we don't know when that last time is coming we just don't know um and so here uh because i'm not gonna hold you guys long tonight i want to come in with it drop it get through it and and let y'all vegetate on this thing um Because, like I said, as I was going through it, I'm like, man, this was really deep, putting it in this perspective, you know, with the trees. So if we look here, um, I heard a story earlier, And, and man, because sometimes we say, well, maybe I've waited too long. There's no hope there's nothing that can be, can be done. I can't get through this. There's no healing. There's no hope. I don't feel like I can I can be revived. There's nothing no, it, it, some people it's just there at that point and there's nothing that I can do or say or uh, anybody else can do or say to convince them you know there is hope on that other side. You know but the thing about it is once you sit down and say there's no such thing as you waited too long. Now for that tree it may be so you may they have to go on and call in the arborist, you know, and they charge um, start about seventy five dollars up to one hundred dollars just to look at a tree. Um, and that's for one tree. So um, not a tree. It may not be no hope for it. But the great news for us in our uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior There is hope. It's never too late to come and say. And and so that brings me here. I'm going to tell you guys, uh, you know, this story I heard real quick, and hopefully I get it out the same way that I heard it. Uh, Guy coming out of prison in Pennsylvania. And um, he had, you know, wronged his family, done some things to his wife, his kids and everything. So he knew he was getting out. So he writes a letter to each of them, to his wife, to his kids, and said, hey, I'm getting out here soon. And I'm taking the bus and the bus that I'm going to get on is going to be coming past the house. So, and I know you guys probably hate me, you don't want to see me, you don't want anything to do with me, but if in the chance that you found any type of forgiveness in your heart and you want to see me, here's what I need you to do. I need you to just put a yellow ribbon, hang some yellow sheets, just hang anything yellow out front, and I'll know to tell the bus driver to stop, and I'll be able to come home, right? So it gets on the bus, the bus heads on out. And about midway, it stops and it, it picks up a bunch of young students. So the students, you know, start conversing with the guy, inquiring with them. So they get really interested. They're like, man, are we almost there? We want to see. We want to see. And when that bus finally made it to the location, and the guy saying it seems like he was that bus was never gonna turn that corner, and because he's just knowing that he had wronged his family and hurt them so bad that he was gonna have to keep on going because he had told him if there's nothing out there, no signs of yellow, I'm just gonna keep on going and I'll start a new life, and and, and maybe someday y'all will come around. But when they turn that corner, two miles straight was nothing but yellow, all in the trees, all hanging in front of the house, in the neighborhood, just yellow everywhere. So everybody on the bus starts celebrating. So that's to say, if man can forgive man, it's never too late. It's that same way. So let's prove it here with God's word. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Terry. Glad to see you guys coming in. Now let's prove that, that story here with God's word. And we know his word doesn't return to us void. Isaiah 55, So Shall shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I pulled that from the King James for you, Mel. whereto I sent it. All right, so let's look at um, Luke 15 and 1 through 7. And, and we're going to prove that little theory here, right? So, um all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise will be more joy in heaven. One sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Hey, knick Powerful there, so that shows it. That one, even if it's that one, sometimes we feel like, oh, I need to, uh, I need to save twenty souls. I need, you know, a hundred souls. We we start keeping count. But the thing we have to add into that, and I actually heard Billy Graham say this. He said, you know what? I can't take any credit for that because somewhere down the road before they heard me speak, there was somebody praying for that person. There was somebody interceding. There was something going on before they got to me. I just said the few words that they needed to step on over. You know, so that's what we have to look at and realize if it's that one soul. As it ends there, who um. Will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. That's powerful right there. And again, so you may be saying, Well, I feel like I've sinned too much, I've harbored too much hate uh, against some, you know, a person or people that have wronged me. I've done too many bad things in my life. I've lived, you know, an improper lifestyle for way too long. Well, I stand here in front of you telling you. That's not how any of that works because the word says if that one sinner comes and repents, that one, and that one may be you. You may say, well, I participated and facilitated for financial gain in immoral sexual acts. I can't come back. The Lord don't want me. The devil is a lie. You may say, well, I lied too much throughout my life. Yes, one plants, one waters, and God gives the increase. That's right, Mel, and that is so true. We have to remember that. You know, because it's not about keeping a tally counter of how many people we're coming in. It's about whether we're designed to water, plant, what we're supposed to do. That's what we need to keep track of, right? You may say, you know, I've been an alcoholic for too many years. Ain't no hope. I've done too many drugs, you know. I've just been away from Christ way too long. I don't know how to come back. Maybe he don't want me back. I've uh, deceived too many people. Whatever it is you may have convinced yourself of, I stand here to tell you the devil is a lie that is not the truth and the scripture that we just went through um proves that. Luke 15, 7. I state to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven for one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Right? So I say, cancel that arborist. Right? Like I said, they expensive. We just need to get in and say, man, is my heart right? You know, the outside may be looking perfect and pristine, but it may be, look like that tree that they had to take away from up front. Right? It looked beautiful. The branches were still green. I'm telling you, it grew the pretty little white flowers, but that tree was dead from the ground all the way up through over the middle. And this tree had to be, um, I'd say at least... Ooh, probably about 100 feet, maybe or so. It, it was pretty tall. It was way up there. So, you know, this wasn't like a little small sapling they took down. This was a big, huge oak that they took out of here that looked perfectly fine. Well, you know, bless that tree's heart, you know, it's firewood or something or notebook, school paper for the kids that's starting back now. You know, I do hope that they put the wood to good use. So, we have to say, you know, is my heart right even though everything on the outside looks okay even though I'm going to church. I'm reading the word, but is my heart right? Have I truly repented? Have I truly given myself to the Father? Have I truly given myself, you know, all these pains that I'm going through? Have you truly allowed Christ and opened up and said, God, I'm ready to receive you. Come on in because we know that's how he works. We have to invite him. He just don't try and push his way in. We have to say, Lord, I'm ready. Come on in. I'm ready to come home. The way I tell you guys in the book, when I finally threw my hands up and said, Lord, when and he like you read, I'm ready. I'm ready. That's when the changes started to truly and really take place. And they haven't stopped from that day going forward, right? So whatever the the, the pains are that you're dealing with, whatever the hurt that you're harboring, whatever reason is holding you back, I say, it's not too late, you know, uh, and we have to take the moment when it comes. Because as I said, Uh, A few minutes ago, we don't know when, um, the minute, the hour, the day—we don't know when it's dated for our last breath. So, ain't no such thing as waiting. You know, we have to go ahead and say, you know what, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to take that walk, and I may not be perfect in that walk, but because Your Word says, because of the grace uh, that sits upon me, I repent and I keep moving and I keep working to be better. How, when you talk to some people, you say, "How you doing?" Well, I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday. You know, I'm. Trying Trying to be a little bit better each minute, each hour, each day that goes by. Each time we're graced with another breath. breath, we're trying to be a little bit better than we were, right? So what we have to say is yes, Christ. Yes to Christ. Yes, Lord. I am ready. I acknowledge that I've sinned and I believe that Jesus is the only way. That's how this works. You guys always hear me say that's not how any of this works, but that's how this works. And people say, well, that seems too simple. He didn't create the word to complicate us. Now you got some people, hey, welcome, welcome. You got some people that try and complicate this thing. They're using 15 letter words from the pulpit and got people looking like I don't even know what that means. Because the word is simple. It's meant to be simplified. It's meant to not be confusing. As humans, as flesh, we overcomplicate this thing. We try and make it a little bit too hard. Sometimes that pushes people back because they like, I don't understand any of this. You know, And like I said, I have different versions of the Bible because some things when I'm reading it in Mel's beloved King James and it's the thou it's worth and I'm like wait a minute Mm-mm. I'm going to need the new living translation for this one so I grab that one but my favorite is my good one here and bless her heart she's starting to come apart um, is my new King James version but sometimes when I really want to just I say, I need this broken down real quick Lord I need this real quick that's when I go to the message so for those of you that when you're reading you're like I just don't understand that scripture, get you a message Bible. That breaks it down very, very simple. As I've said before, grab your concordance. They're even online. You can even put it on your phone for whatever situation it is that you may be going through. So once you say it, Yes, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need you in my life. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. Make me a renewed person today. It's just as simple as that. Don't wait. Don't delay. Do not delay. We don't know when that last breath is coming. We don't know that the morning is promised to us. So don't be caught like my scope when I said 22 seconds. 22 seconds may seem like a short time, but 22 22 seconds, the NIV, yep, that's a great one too. 22 seconds, if you sit as we did and say 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, it's going to take me a little while to get the uh, um, 1,022. So that's a long time for your your life in that sh- short span, even though it's only 22 seconds to flash through. So don't delay another two, two, 22 seconds. Don't deny him another two, 22 seconds. Don't go another 22 seconds without having him in your life. I'm telling you, everything will change. Everything will begin to change. You'll be able to see a little bit different. I- I'm telling y'all, right? So what I want to do is I want to close this out with prayer. I hope hope you found something in this to enlighten you, to maybe say, you know what? It is time. I don't want to wait another 22 seconds. I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to come back. And you may be saying, well, I'm not ready, Torah. I'm not ready to be doing all that church stuff. Well, as Male says, don't worry. I'm in here Monday through Friday. Take your time. Do some research. Start visiting a few. You have to do your research. I can't remember how many t- um, how many churches was it, Mail that you said you researched when you first got to California before you found the one that you say, okay, I'm going to give this one a try. Because you have to do your homework. You have to see... Um, you know what's a fit, and you have to make sure what's being fed to you before you digest It's the right food. Cause uh, heard a story earlier where a young man he was given um, arsenic on accident because his mom thought it was uh, thought it was um, not not arsenic. Um, what is it? Um, Oh, it is not strychnine. I can't think. 8,000 8, She researched before she decided on one. So don't sit and say, "Well, I'm just gonna go to this one because it's right here on the corner." Check them out. Do you, you know, get your research and make sure that that's a comfortable fit, and keep looking until you find one. But until then, there's a, there's spiritual word all over the place. There there's spiritual feedings everywhere. Just make sure what you're being fed is the true, authentic, reviving word just make sure of that and when you're able to go back and say Mm-mm, i don't know where the pastor pulled that from because that is not anywhere in here i think he left off something Mm-mm. so we have to know uh, excuse me what we're being fed because in this day and age as i said in a previous scope we don't have a nehemiah we don't have cupbearers that can taste the food and taste the drink before it's fed to us so we have to find our own wisdom and say you know what I need to research that to make sure I'm truly being fed spiritually with the right information. Just telling you that. So we're going to get ready to close this out. Father, we praise you for the gift of unity that the Spirit creates in our relationships, Father God. You place others perfectly in our lives and inspire us as Christians to work together with the gifts that we have been given and blessed with. As we leave this broadcast, Father God... Thank you that you walk with us and will continue to walk with us no matter what we've done, Father God. May we be alert to your promptings and live in your endless love. We ask that you give us a home somewhere in your kingdom where we may rest, rule, and abide with you, Father. All of these things we ask in Jesus' name now and forevermore. Amen. I hope you guys found something in that to uplift you a little bit, maybe uh, give you a little different perspective, maybe get you to say, you know what, that old tornado, you know what, I think I am ready to come back. And until next time, walk good, do good, be good. Don't worry about it. Just repent and say, Father. I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to accept you into my life. Be purposeful. Be intentional. All right. I love y'all. Y'all be good. I'll be back here tomorrow. Hopefully, I um, can possibly be on time, even though I know it's going to be, um, let me get this here. I know it's going to be another long day tomorrow, but I shan't, Terry. I shan't delay. The Lord said, I don't care how late you is. Just get in and do what you got to do. Until next time. Tornado, I'm out of here. I love y'all. I really, really do. You all know the Torah. Torah. Tora,